it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Above the Ring. I'm your host, Sam, the SLB. Alongside me today, as always, the man behind the Twitter, the other half of this operation, Scott. Scott, how are we doing? Sam, you're doing well. It's Thursday. You know what that means. Time for another wonderful episode of Above the Ring. It's glad to have you back, buddy. Let's get right yeah. into this. Let's get right into it. Uh, just before I, we we do get into it, I do want to just uh, do want to apologize for those of you who, uh, I mean, I don't have to, but I will because I know a lot of you are dedicated uh, listeners. Um, I do apologize for last week not being able to record. I thought things would have worked out. Unfortunately, it was a, I don't know, Scott, I think bittersweet might be not even the wording, but that's the only thing I can think of. Where, you know, I celebrated my 30th birthday last weekend. Well, last weekend I turned 30 on Monday. And on the same day, my grandfather had passed away. Um, he had, I'd been over there like every day this week, past weekend. So that was the reason for the delay of um, last week's recording, which unfortunately did not happen. Um, and by the time this is posted, um, I will... You know, I have the weekend, the funeral this weekend, but that doesn't mean it's going to stop anything else going forward. But thank you guys for your support. Thank you guys for uh, listening. And you're right, Scott. Let's get right into it. Uh, let's start off. Oh, man, where do we even start? Actually, you know what? We're going to continue with the quick morbid news. Uh, we missed it because I wasn't available. But uh, last Friday, we lost New Jack. Yeah. The legend. Crazy, uh, yeah. It was actually no. This would have been. This happened on Friday, so this would not have been on last week's episode. Yeah, because I briefly mentioned it on my SmackDown study last week, but I had a feeling we'd talk up a little bit more about it this week. So, New Jack is a fascinating wrestler. Uh, if you guys have watched the Dark Side of the Ring documentary, um. Madman, absolute insane madman, uh, passionate about the business. Um, he's known for uh, the infamous mass transit uh, incident where he stabbed a 17-year-old in the ring who lied about his age. Yep. I think we talked about that. 
uh, we did on on our uh, above when we did one of those Dark Side of the Ring episodes. That was uh, yeah, yeah. It's almost time to probably do some of those again, Scott. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> We've had a you know the first I think three, the fourth episode comes out I believe Friday. So not actually yeah. by the time we or, record record this episode three is out. We just didn't watch it. Collision that's right. Korea. That's right, because they come out. That's right. Yep. Well, so be good to watch. Yes, I might actually stay up a little later tonight and uh, do so. Mm. Uh, but you know, best uh, best of luck to uh, his family and friends. I don't think I've ever seen. Now I'm mixing up things now, but I I know Jim Cornette was pretty passionate about his passing because he was one of his stars from Smoky Mountain that he really helped create. Um, but, um, that aside, a lot, a lot, a lot of interesting things. I'm going to slowly work my way up. Um, MLW is told in their open draft. Um, I guess what they're, they've been doing is they're drafting people to, into their company and potentially go to other companies, if I'm not mistaken. Um, from what I'm looking at, well, this is what I'm seeing. Um. So the draft picks were the Von Ericks are remaining with MLW. Gino Medina is staying with MLW. King Morades, I totally butchered that, is going to sign with Azteca Underground. So I don't know what the correlation. Yes, Azteca Underground is essentially MLW's version of Lucha Underground. So it's almost like they have a second brand. Correct. Interesting. Okay. And then obviously the big one, which you sent me, and I kind of looked at you with 10 heads at first. Um, (laughs) Davey Richards is signed with MLW. That's a big signing for them. Um, They've been getting a lot of big names, um, especially those of people who have watched, I keep saying Lucha Underground, but there were some pretty pretty big heavy hitters there that, you know, if they're not in WWE or they're not in AEW, they're showing up in MLW, and this is this is another big signing for for that company. So they're starting to make some noise. And God, I really wish I had more time to do things because I I, I want to start watching them. <laughs> yeah, they're a they're a brand that you can't sleep on. No, you haven't been able to for a while. But um, I think I have DVR. I haven't been able to watch them. But I'm hope hopefully once they start airing with the more recent episodes. Uh, we will kind of be able to get some time to watch. Mm. Uh, aside from that, um, there's been eight NXT on your talent that have been released. Yep. Um, recent, oh, uh, according to this article, eight, and I'm not sure if it's including the big one. It depends, because as of this morning, there were six. No, it doesn't, because there were six plus the two refs. So the big one would be this afternoon, so that would actually be the ninth then. So mm-hmm. so just to go through this, uh, Kavita Devi, Jessamine Duke, Ezra Judge, Skyla Story, Vanessa Bourne, Alexander Wolf, which shocked me, um, the referees Drake Wirtz and Jake Clemens, and finally, I think the one that everybody was expecting for a long time, For a long, 
long time. Velveteen Dream. Such talent. Such potential. Such a shit human being. It It's to the point where I'm I'm almost like infuriated that someone with such talent completely ruins their own life and career because they just can't fucking keep themselves in check. Excuse my language. I don't I try not to swear a lot on these things, but it's like he was legit one of my favorite performers to watch on NXT. His matches were, were normally great. I don't think he really had a, any real bad matches. His charisma was off the charts. And I think he I... brought people in. And it's just... Ah! I think I told you when he first started. Like I think it might have been around the time we started... Yo, we became friends. I think yeah. I told you I looked at him in one of his first few promos and I'm like, he is going to be something. Yep. And here we are now. Now nothing. Yep. Uh, the one that surprised me, actually, now I'm looking at Skylar Story, who actually happened to be Brandy Lauren on the uh, independent scene. Yep. And she was great for Evolve, and she did a lot of the other local stuff. She only had one actual... WWE NXT appearance, and she was in the hot tub with Damian Priest. That's her okay. one time she's ever been on television, and which she, is a shame. And she actually just signed with them, too. Yeah, as, as of October, I believe. She's a, a real recent signing, but you never saw her. So it's like, is she still training? Was she injured? No. She was just posting on Instagram and all these other things, and not actually being in the ring. So who knows where she goes from here. But, yeah, it's unfortunate. I hate to see people get signed and then go absolutely nowhere and then end up getting released. It's like, what am I doing? It's like, what are you doing there? It's like, it's too bad. It's it no, obviously no fault, no fault of their own. I'm not blaming the performers. It's just like... Was this just another WWE trying to hog some talent? Maybe. I don't know. Well, at least one person who was released recently by WWE um, has made his name known over in a certain Mexican wrestling company. (laughs) I might have to get my hands on this pay-per-view. Andrade. Has, retur- has shown up in AAA and is challenging mm-hmm. Kenny Omega for the AAA Mega title. Yeah. Talk about wasted talent. And this match is going to be off the charts. Yeah. But see, you know, with Andrade, it's not wasted talent. That's a wasted opportunity by WWE. That's them not knowing how to handle Mexican wrestling because they... I don't know what it is about the old guard that's still within management, but they are god awful at handling international talent. Yeah, unless they're like British talent or Canadian. Uh, Canadian doesn't really count, but like 
But even still, the British talent is mostly the NXT nowadays. Mostly. And they're, you know, most people in NXT are safe <laughs> because they don't have the old guard's fingers all over them. It's, I don't know. It just, it truly bothers me that there's so, to get his head out of his ass. Uh, a lot of Vince's ass, probably. <laughs> but it's just, it's so aggravating to see this. There's so much fantastic talent around the world. And they all come to WWE, and it's like, yes, they're going to do wonderful. At least that's the optimism that some of us still have. And then five months later, they're stuck in a mid-card or lower role, and they kind of disappear. Like, perfect example. Look at Cesaro. Man, it took him 10 years. Ten years to get a one-on-one match for a title. And he had the fucking match of his life this past Sunday. And I only hope that this wakes them up and goes, look, this man can do this. Will it? Probably not. But I thoroughly enjoyed everything about that match. And I think I told you that was the only match you really should absolutely watch because I know you don't watch the... The pay-per-views are less the main five. But that match was outstanding. It's on my list. I'll have to throw it on a list of matches I have to watch. I, there was a match, uh, the last Will Ospreay match that happened with Shingo Takagi. Um, speaking rest, of? Speaking of, that was a shocker to wake up to. Yeah. Um, so Will Ospreay. Sustained a neck injury at wrestling Don Taku. And has vacated the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Dude. It's upsetting because he has been a world-renowned star growing. Mm-hmm. And he has to give up the most, what I would argue is one of the most coveted, if not the most coveted prize in professional wrestling. Mm. However, and I know you and I have kind of talked about this. (laughs) I'm picturing a WrestleMania 4 kind of deal at G1 Climax this year. Pick it up, put your foot down, sir. Makes me all warm and tingly inside. Because you know, Sam, you know how much I love these. I know you love your tournaments, and I know you would hate me in the middle of August going, Sam, I need to watch this because there's like three hours a night of professional wrestling over in Japan, and by God, I still got (laughs) to do everything else and fuck Summer Slams this month, but I really want to watch this tournament because this is going to be good. I'm really curious what they're going to do. They haven't really made an announcement yet. Right. We're just assuming that it would be the G1 Climax. We got three, less than three months till August. Will they really go that long without a title, without a title holder, though? Is that unprecedented for New Japan? I know for most companies, they wouldn't go more than, like, a month. New Japan has a higher standard 
but I agree. <laughs> I, I definitely will agree. I like the New Japan wrestling that I have actually watched. I thoroughly enjoy because they tell stories. Even though I, if I'm not listening to the English commentary, I don't understand what they're saying, what the commentators are saying, but they're telling a wonderful story. The wrestling is just beautiful. Right. Now I really thoroughly me. enjoy it. Now you got me wondering. I uh, Let's see. Over 30 years ago, the belt was like vacated almost uh, seven days. Well, May 27th. I'm, you have me looking now. Uh, that's about a month. That's about a week. That's... Month, week. Couple weeks. Two days. Three months. Oh, all right. So it's not unprecedented. It's happened in the past. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm just double checking, double checking. Yeah. So in two thousand, uh, the Power Warrior won the belt at Wrestling World two thousand, which was at that point, you know, pre um, Wrestle Kingdom January fourth Tokyo Dome event. Gotcha. Vacated the belt on October ninth, and the belt was reclaimed by him on Wrestling World two thousand one. Uh, the Tokyo Dome show. Hmm. So, October 9th, uh, that's almost three months. Okay. So, so imagine, in theory, it could be done. Imagine that buildup. Three months of not knowing who the champion's going to be. That's true. Ooh, that would be good. Yeah, then you have the G1 Climax to go for. Ooh. That could be some real good stuff. Maybe have qualifying matches to get into the G1 Climax. Could. And then completely build it as you go. Oh, man. Now we're getting hot and heavy now, Scott. I know. I'm excited about this. Shit. It's not going to be the one-week WWE build-up. And then... God. Ah. <laughs> but that being said, Scott, let's hop right into it. Favorite time of the show. Let's kick it off with NXT. Phenomenal yes, show. A colossal show. <laughs> it, man, I do love me some NXT. It's just some of the... It's definitely the best product that WWE has to offer. And I always thoroughly enjoy watching this on Tuesdays. And I actually really like what they've done since they've split off from the whole Wednesday deal. Also, we'll talk about that, actually. That new, that bit of news on the other show on Wednesday. We'll talk about that momentarily. But first match of the night, NXT starting off with a banger. Tony Storm taking on and defeating Zoe Stark in a classic. And Tony Storm... Busting out this new, I don't even know what to call it, like flipping DDT something, but it looked like Zoe was literally dropped at her head, and it was so fluid. Like, it took me off guard watching it, but Tony gets the win, and now the ladies are one and one apiece. We all know rubber match is coming. And I'm sure it's going to be just as epic as these first two have been. 
our next match involves probably my favorite WWE storyline current. That's that's currently happening. It was Jake Atlas taking on Cameron Grimes. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've been following NXT for the last couple of months now, I would say. Cameron Grimes, since the whole Dogecoin thing happened, he made all his money, he's filthy rich, and suddenly there's been comparisons to Ted DiBiase, Million Dollar Man, and then recently Ted DiBiase's been showing up when Cameron's trying to show off with all his money. Ted will cut him off at the pass. He'll outbid him for a house. He'll rent out a, a club so Cameron can't go into the VIP section. He'll, you know, he'll have a better ring that, that Cameron wants to buy. And he just showed up towards the end of this match. Obviously cost Cameron the opportunity <laughs> to win this match. Jake Atlas, I would call this an upset. No disrespect to Jake Atlas, but Cameron Grimes has been on him absolute tear lately and for Jake to get the win because of Ted DiBiase's distraction is just outstanding so this actually will lead up to next week where we're going to have the face off I don't know if this is going to be the blow off of the whole feud or whatnot, but Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase are going to be in the ring they're going to have a face off and I cannot wait literally I'm so excited for this who knows what's going to happen? And I, I'm completely okay with that. Let me, you know what I think fascinates me about Ted DiBiase? Is I think out of all the talent I hear out there, he sounds like one of the few people who hasn't aged in his voice. No. His laugh is still as epic as ever. And I, oh my God, it makes me giddy just hearing him do it. And it's just, uh, it's just, yeah, it's fantastic. I did love how, before the match started, Cameron tried to be, you know, trying to get one over on, on, on Ted with showing all of Ted DiBiase's uh, like worst moments in, in WWE. And obviously it didn't work. The crowd starts chanting for Ted DiBiase and Cameron's pissed off. And then the match starts and then Ted shows up. And it's just, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just good shit. I, I, I really enjoyed that. We then moved on to our next match, which was a, a battle of former Sanity members. Killian Dane taking on and defeating Alexander Wolf, which unfortunately turned out to be Alexander Wolf's last match in NXT because he was unceremoniously attacked by Imperium members. Marcel Barthel and Fabian Eichner, which uh, I was shocked by on Tuesday. And then to learn him being let go, I was like, all right, well, they at least did him justice by taking him out before he gets released. So now Imperium's down to three. Now I know they've been talking about expansion. So maybe a fourth will come in. Will it be Killian Dane? Will he turn on Drake Maverick down the road? Even though Drake seems to think that 
uh, everything's fine, and that he never, he never, <laughs> he never worried about killing Dean for a moment. I'm like, okay, Drake. <laughs> so we'll see what happens with Imperium, but uh, I've enjoyed um, Alexander Wolf. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see a lot of his stuff in NXT UK, actually, to the point where I'm at before the changeover to Peacock. I hadn't even gotten to the formation of Imperium yet. Walter had just arrived. So I'm that far back. (laughs) So it's one of those things I want to catch up on because I I, want to see how that all develops. I want to see everything going through. I see a lot of stuff, uh, commercials for NXT UK, and I'm like, oh, I'd love to watch that, but I'm two years behind. So I need to catch up. <laughs> but that's on me. So, moving forward after that, we had another fantastic tag team match with Legato de Fantasma taking on Tommaso Ciampa and Toothless Timmy Thatcher. <laughs> and this match was about as hard-hitting as you'd expect. Uh, with uh, Legato de Fantasma getting the win because the grizzled young veterans show up, they attack Champa, and it allows the boys uh, from Legato to uh, get the win. So obviously we're going to have ourselves a nice little feud with grizzled young veterans and Tampa and Champa and Thatcher. So I'm very much looking forward to that. We then had another. Fantastic match by Saray taking on and defeating Aaliyah. Uh, Hit Row had their debut match uh, with Ashante Theodonis and Top Dollar coming in, just destroying Tony Nese and Arya Davari. I'm completely in love with their theme song. And I love this group. It just it just feels raw. And and I don't mean Monday terrible show. I mean it feels just I don't know. I really really like it a lot. So I'm looking forward to see how far they go, and to see everybody everybody else wrestle. I think I'll put it out there. Um... They're different. They're very different. Mm. And they are very fresh. Mm-hmm. It's good. I'm looking forward to it. Should be a lot of fun to see. But before we get to the main event, we'll talk we're about talk- a f- we'll talk about a few other little things that happened. We're gonna talk about it, aren't we? The greatest thing in wrestling world right now. Uh, all right, Sam. I know you want to talk about it. Talk about it. Oh, I want to talk about this so bad. So Candace over there <laughs> and Indy Hartwell. <laughs> we're getting uh, I don't know, massage, facial, you know, Spa the whole day. package. Spa day. And you know, uh you know, they're over there and they're talking and uh Candace is talking about oh how no Indy was talking about how Candace oh so thankful so thankful that 
Candace talked her out of how much of a creep Dexter was. Lo and behold, Prince Charming <laughs> over there doing his thing with his hands. Yeah. Walked away. And yeah. uh that was that was like one segment. How many segments? We had a couple of segments here. I think they had yeah, there was at least two. Yeah, I was heartbroken after the first one and then rejoicing and then we, after the second one. Yeah, so the last bit, and they're <laughs> over there, and the card gets declined. And Candace is making excuses. Oh, maybe it's Austin. You know, he keeps buying pizza with a car, this and that. Nah, it's from three weeks ago. You buy chocolates or flowers or whatnot. No, no. <laughs> and Indy comes to the realization that Dexter did not buy Blackheart and Moon flowers. And that Dexter still loves her. <sighs> and the moment that happened, even though I saw the tweets, Scott, <laughs> watching that moment, <laughs> oh, I've never been so excited in my life. Watching Indy Hartwell get all hot, bothered, and wet over Dexter Loomis has to be some of the best storytelling in a long time. <laughs> he still loves me! And she runs away. <laughs> There's... It's kind of like I tell people with movies. You have movies, you watch, you put on, and then you have film. Film is more like art. Mm. This was art, Scott. <laughs> Index is pure art. So good. <laughs> Oh, man. And how long they've let this run for. And it's, no, it's not up front. No, this is kind of sprinkled in. Throughout yeah. Weeks. It is perfection. It really is. I, yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's just fantastic. And obviously, I thought this was going to lead to Johnny versus Dexter, but, well, times, maybe a change in, and let me tell you about the Steel Cage match. Bronson wow. Reed, Johnny Gargano, for the North American Championship. By God. Absolutely outstanding. This was incredible. This is exactly what I expected. Hmm. Bronson, I've always been a fan of. Ever since his, his beginning days, we all know we made the, uh, the whole thick boy jokes. and Not really jokes, but just like the whole... Mindset and how he's done. The colossal thing is, I love everything about Bronson Reed. It's just, especially being a bigger man myself, it's just, he's, he's doing it for the thick boys. And I appreciate it. <laughs> and man, I'm so happy he's champ. It was a great match. Like, for a few, for some moments, I was like, oh shit, Johnny's going to retain. Oh man, that's going to suck. They put it in a position where it looked like Bronson couldn't win. Right, because Austin's always he's out there every time Bron uh for this is this is one thing that kind of bothered me a little bit. Why in God's green earth would Bronson Reed try to climb a cage? You could just walk out the door. Johnny tried to win within the first three seconds of the match, trying to fly out the door. You're a big man. Don't put yourself in that danger. <laughs> what are you doing? That's the only gripe. That's such a minor gripe. It's just, I just love this. 
I loved this match. It was great. I'm so happy he's champion. And you know, chasing this dream for so long, you know, having his wife with him afterwards. I don't know if you get to see the the uh, exclusive video that they had afterwards. Where he I, came did out. Not, I did not yeah. get to see that. Yeah, he was thanking everybody, including his wife, and you know, saying like, you know, how she pretty much supported him for many years while he was chasing his dream and now he's champion and you know all this was was worth it and whatnot and so it was it was nice to see it was a great way to end the show and i'm very happy for him i hope he has a nice long reign as champion and uh, after this maybe he starts going for the big belt I think he'd be a, a fantastic NXT champion, maybe in a year or two. But let him have this title for at least six months. Let him run with it. Let him take on all comers and let him put him put him down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we still have, I know, another NXT takeover coming up soon, so. That is true. I can next, only imagine. Next week's show, though. It's going to be crazy because Bobby Fish has returned. He returned last week. Um, he's not helping Kyle. He kind of came in that first last week, helped Kyle not get his you know, ass destroyed. And then Kyle's like, I'm glad you're back, but I have my own stuff that I'm doing now. Bobby's like, that's fine. I got my own stuff to do too. And this first thing is going after Pete Dunne. Because Pete and Oni were two of the guys that put him out, put him on the shelf for tricep injury. So now he's back, and I guess him and Dunn have a match next week. So that should be fantastic. As well as Cross Balor 2. Now, they're pumping this match up as it's like a big fight. Big fight night. And I'm just, I love the promo packages. Like, People want to talk shit about WWE. That's fine. Some most of the stuff that people say is is pretty warranted. But you can't knock their promo packages. Ever. Nobody, and I will say this, nobody comes anywhere close to the product value, the production value that WWE spits out when it comes to a good promo package. Like, I'm telling you, I still think of the Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly package that they put out for uh, WrestleMania weekend. That would be my top, top five of all Easy. Time. Easy. Like, for me, it's that one and Rock and Austin, I believe, from WrestleMania 17. Those are my top two for me. It's just, yeah, it's so good. You probably also throw in Austin and Undertaker, The Highway to Hell. That was another one that was really good, too. So, yeah, they're, they're putting out some premium stuff. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited for that match. I honestly don't know who's going to win this match because if if Balor wins, then, okay, Balor's champ again. If Cross wins, okay, where does Finn go from here? Does he go back to the main roster? Does he just get shuffled back into the pack of heavyweight contenders? I don't know. I kind of don't want Finn to go back up because if he does, he's going to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I and I know with Jason Jordan being lead producer on Raw and SmackDown, <clears throat> Raw has gotten better in production value. SmackDown's always been really good. You know, the whole stuff that Roman's doing is literally just dragging this show along and it's doing great. But if you put if you put Finn back on the main roster, I believe he'd do so much better on SmackDown. But that's just saying if he loses. I don't know what's gonna happen. I, I honestly like most of these matches you can kind of expect, all right, yeah, this is gonna happen. You get a good good guess. But with this match, I honestly don't know. And I'm and I'm completely okay with that. Especially title changes. Like there's some things that surprised me. Like I saw your tweet and actually the fact that Bronson won the belt on an episode of NXT surprised right. me. Other things that have happened that we're going to talk about shortly mm. surprised me. Yep. But I think we're going to move ahead. Um, we are – well, we got some news. AW Dynamite. We'll be moving to TBS. Yes, sir. In 2022. Um, I've seen some people get upset about it. This is the end. Da, 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 da. <laughs> My understanding is that TBS is in more homes than TNT is, surprisingly. I mean, that makes sense. Um, like, when I first read that, I was a little thrown off, too. But then I remembered that TNT actually won the rights to the NHL. Over USA. Yes. So this move is smart. You move AW Dynamite over to TBS, which you said does have more more places and homes, which I believe is true because TBS has been around forever. And I even believe it's on – I believe it's basic cable now. Uh-huh. 1967. It, yeah, so it's been around forever. Like, I remember growing up watching Braves baseball games. Like, that's why, for me, the Braves are my, you know, second or third favorite baseball team because I grew up watching them because TBS was always around. So that's a great move for them. I don't know what day it's going to be. I don't remember if they said that in the thing or not. But also with that, they're adding a new show, I believe, uh, on Friday nights at 10. At 10, an hour long. It's called Rampage, I believe. I'm super curious, and this is this is what I I I know. Some people are like, "Wow, there, there's a million things going through people's heads right now." Also, from my understanding, they're gonna have four special Clash of Champions like events. Yes, and I was so excited for that. I, I... so let's keep this in mind. I know. Scott, you're a rational man, and I know a handful of our viewers are rational people. So first and foremost, let's put dark and let's put elevation to the side. Yeah. Um, those that's for new talent. That's for upcoming talent. That's uh, I wouldn't even. I've watched it. They're both cool, good shows, but there's a lot of. It's a lot of like. Since they don't, I, I would argue since they don't do house shows. Yeah, they had the one early this year. That's the opportunity for all this other talent to get to work themselves. You know, rather than doing yeah. a crazy road schedule, yeah, show up the night of Dynamite before Dynamite. We're going to record something, get a chance in the ring. Yeah. Cool. It also helps them create content, generates more content. 
New Japan does not have a television show. I found this one out. They don't have a TV show over in Japan. They just tour and wrestle. And, I mean, they have a show, but it's kind of like, it's not like a Raw, SmackDown, Impact, Dynamite. Yeah. So, those two shows aside. So, they're like pre, what, 80s? There really wasn't on wrestling on... Well, there was wrestling on TV in the 80s, but, like... I kind of... I kind of like that. It's not overexposure. Yeah. Kind of I mean, like it is today. At yeah, least I mean, in the States. They, they, they have sh- a show that they, you know, that is on. I don't know what it's called. But I know they, you know, it's kind of... Like, what goes on throughout the week and whatnot. Okay. Um, so I've always looked at dark and elevation. This is a chance for enhancement talent, new talent to come in, you know, other people to work on their chops. Mm-hmm. It's not dire. Yeah. There's shit on there that kind of leaks over. I'm not upset about it. I'm smart enough to know, Hey, that's probably from darker elevation. Cool. I'm not gonna have to watch it. Probably something going on there. I will assume that there's my free space on the bingo board. <laughs> right. Rampage, 10 o'clock on a Friday night. A little difficult because I like to go out on Friday nights. But my understanding is Tony Khan asked for a one-hour show on Friday on TNT over a third hour of Dynamite. Smart. Super smart. I was thinking, like, uh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love watching Dynamite, but if I had to be there till 11 live tweeting every night, I'd be like, dude, what the fuck? I don't want to do this another three hours. What the hell? Wrestling does not need to be a three-hour show. At this point, I think Raw has been been three hours longer than it has been two hours. And while lately the shows have been better – there's always time where I'm just like, oh, Christ, can this be over? And it's just, I don't know what it is. It's just when it was fresh, three hours, I was like, oh, this is fantastic. Don't watch wrestling for three hours. Woo! Nowadays, it's like you have that third hour, you have split rosters, but you still don't introduce new people. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. So I would love it if Raw went back to two hours, but the revenue that they make on those other hours, it's just, it won't happen. So, yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, ratings aside, I think if they're putting another show on TNT, they're moving the other one, um, they're moving down to TBS, they're going to do four, like, specials. I think AEW might be bringing Time Warner some, some decent money at this point. I would assume. Yeah, I'm sure, obviously, once they start touring again in July, um, which another thing that was announced um, recently, uh, they'll be back on tour in the beginning of July, starting, I believe, the 7th, maybe? Mm-hmm. They'll be in Miami, and then they're going to go to Texas for a couple of days. Shortly thereafter... WWE announced they're going to start going back on tour on the 16th, I believe, of July for SmackDown. And then Money in the Bank will be the first pay-per-view that they'll have that will be with fans 
which is the reason why Hell in a Cell was moved to June from October and why Money in the Bank was moved to July because they wanted Money in the Bank to be the first pay-per-view to have fans, which I think is a brilliant move on their part because Money in the Bank should be and has always been a fantastic pay-per-view. I know a lot of people shat on last year's, but face it, look at it, look at this, guys. It was a pandemic, and I thought they did a great thing by mixing it up, putting it in the WWE um, headquarters. They had awesome little side bits throughout the, the match. Bitch about it all you want. I thought it was clever. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to this year's being more traditional and being absolutely batshit crazy, the crowd just going absolutely insane. I can't wait. July cannot come fast enough. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. it it's crazy. Even listening to this week's Dynamite, it sounded like there was more of a crowd in there. Um, and the crowd yeah. sounded nuts. Yeah, they're getting closer and closer to, to full capacity. I believe they said by double, uh, double or, or nothing. nothing. It will be at full, which I believe is 55. 500 people and then they're going to continue I would assume being at full capacity until they start to tour again so it's, it's we're getting closer to normal folks <sighs> talking about the wrestling world the only thing that matters that's right, that's right. <laughs> um, but kicking things off we had Christian Cage taking on Matt Seidel what a good opener Christian every time you watch him yeah, I think for me, like I said, I've and it's not him. I didn't have raw cable growing up. I didn't get to watch raw. You know, I didn't get to see Christian in his prime per se. Um, but watching him wrestle now and his attitude and just I'm really, really liking him under the AEW banner. Like I feel like he's he might be reaching his full potential here because he's just allowed to do so. Right. Uh, um, but he ends up getting the win, a nice hug at the end with Matt Seidel because he's mm. a professional. And then we get a good old Taz, you know, you know, running his mouth. Ricky Starks came out, which surprised me. I'm like, yo, you can't wrestle. So I don't know why you even here. <laughs> and then team Taz came out and kicked the shit out of him. Yep. And then hangman page came out. Um, I'm assuming this had to do with the storyline that's going to, you know, that's leading to the double and nothing match. Yes. Cage and Page. Wow. I, I stumbled on that, and that should have been easy to say. Cage and Page. Um, There's too many cages in this ring. <laughs> too many. Following that, we have the tag match between John Moxie, Eddie Kingston, and the acclaimed. Let me tell you the promo those two put on before they went out there, fucking dying. Oh. Dying. Um, and then the freaking boat. Oh my god, Max um, Caster. Ooh, that line he dropped about Renee. The crowd ate that shit right up. Like I, even I audibly ooh when that when that happened when I watched it today. I was like, oh shit. And like the gyrations, and you just see, you just see Box's face, and he's just like, "All right, okay." And the 
moment he gets in the ring, well, pow, the get there it is, right in the kisser. But you know what I think it is? Um, I will be honest with you. Max Caster's kind of growing on me. Um, I know his rapping is bad, but I think oh that's God. kind of the point. Yeah, I know. I think so, too. I think that's it's... kind of the point, and then his wrestling's great. Yeah, the, the, the acclaimed is definitely, yeah, they'll definitely be big time if they stick around. Um, but yeah, it's just, yeah. <laughs> he knows how to garner heat. Yes, yes. And that's, that's, a, that's a great thing. You're making a reaction. That's, that's all that matters. So. so following that, we had the, you know, we had Hikarashita taken on Rebel. Um, uh, a little, little bit of a sloppy match, but I think that was, you know, kind of trying to throw Hikaru on, uh, you know, Shida off the whole time. Um, with Shida still getting the win, but I don't think that takes away from what this match is going to be at double or nothing between these two women. Her and Britt, it's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be good. I'm not gonna lie, like. I, I I've been very seldom buying T-shirts because they're expensive, right? But I like her DMD one, and I'm very mm. tempted to purchase that. Uh, following that, we had the inner circle uh, come out and accept the challenge for the stadium stampede. Um, I, I cannot wait for this match. I'm interested to see how different this was going to be from last year's. Um, so we're talking about the whole like dog and pony show from last year. This year is going to be different. I'm interested to see how different it's actually going to be because this legit could be a war. Like if they do this correctly, this could erase the ugliness of the end of blood and guts. Yeah. And I honestly don't know who, gonna win i'm excited for our show next week because our pre-show is gonna be real fun yes it is yes it is and oh by the way we did have that awesome promo from the pinnacle give or take you know this week's dynamite and further cementing the fact that mjf might be one of the best heels in the industry and then sean spears Attacking the waiter for not getting his wine. Being a little bit of a loose cannon, per se. Huh. I also, I love how freaking, um, what's his name? Just freaking throws the, <laughs> throws the waiter a stack of bills and be like, this should cover it. <laughs> yeah. No, this Jesus is, it, Christ. it was good. It was, it was, um, I didn't. Th- First and foremost, you got to give them credit for having the longevity of the inner circle since day one. Yes. Um, one thing I think we knock about WWE, aside from NXT, and aside from the New Day, is that they know how to keep their factions together for the long run. Correct. Which is nice. Yeah. Um, this could be a low key. This could be a banger next week. Low key, high key, high key. It'll be a memor- uh, memorable. That was a pun because it's Memorial Day weekend. Ha ha ha. That's right. Um, That's right. 
but <sighs> getting hot and heavy thinking about it, Scott. Uh, following that, we had the NWA Women's Championship on the line between Serena Deeb and Red Velvet. I actually thought this was a good match between it, them. Yeah, I agree. I don't know what it is about Red Velvet, but I really enjoy watching her wrestle. She was good. And actually, I thought, you know, I get 50-50 with Serena, but this match, she looked really good. Yeah, and a little heelish as well, mm -hmm. which I was a little surprised by. Serena's normally pretty, you know, cut and dry. But this, she's taking some shortcuts and, you know, throwing her, her shirt at Red Velvet to start the match. I was just like, oh, all right, that's how we're going to play this. Okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She was out for three months because of uh, an injury, and now she's in the uh, I need to hold on to this title as long as possible type of mindset. And I I'm okay with that. I like this. You know what I also liked? I also liked this next match with Anthony Agogo and Austin Gunn. Anthony Agogo. I don't know what happened to to Austin. But he just started bleeding from the, like he got punched in the stomach and he started bleeding from the mouth. Yep. It's just they're furthering how badass Anthony Gogo is as a boxer. And to beat Austin Gunn, who was 10 and 0 in 2021, in like four shots to the gut. Ref stoppage. Match over. It's just building, and I honestly, I will, I will make this pick now. I think Anthony Agogo is going to put Cody Rhodes down. Agreed. This, this may even be a one shot and done. I don't know. It's just they're building him up. So well. But I also fear that we might get the Triple H effect when it comes to Cody. Cody doesn't want to get put or doesn't want to put over anybody. I don't know. So my head says to go with Anthony Ugogo, but the other half of my brain says, ah, wait a minute. <laughs> so we'll make those official picks next week. But I, you know what? I could see it happening because I know Brandy's coming to the end of term at this point. That's true with her pregnancy. That's true. So, yeah, but okay. a go-go, they, uh, they're, they're putting a lot of money in this guy. And you know what? Yeah. For, uh, for a good reason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, following that, we had the main event, um, the Young Bucks taking on the Varsity Blondes for the tag titles. Who, who, Scott, if you told me a year ago, or I told you a year ago, that Griff Garrison would be headlining an episode of Dynamite for a title, you would have slapped me in the face. <laughs> who the fuck is Griff Garrison? As they say on Twitter. <laughs> yes. Um, man, what uh, another banger. Yeah. Um, I, I love the addition of Julia Hart 
as well. It's perfect. You have a national champion cheerleader with the varsity blondes. It's just come on. It writes itself. And, and they are they look great. They did. I was I was very, very happy for them. Obviously, it's kind of those, you know, the Young Bucks are not going to lose this match because they have a match with Mox and, um, of course, uh, freaking name just disappeared. I can see his face. forget his name. Um, at the pay-per-view, a double or nothing. So it's like, you know, they're not going to lose the match tonight. But it's nice to see that the Velocity Blondes came out and held their own. And they're not going anywhere. So let's go. <laughs> well, the other thing I'm like, I'm noticing um, Griff is actually, uh, he's, he has the height on him. If he had some extra muscle, he could look like a monster. Right? Yeah, I mean, he's 6'4. So, yeah, like you said, he's got the height. He's, he, he also, I think he needs to change up his hair because I still look at him sideways and like, Real Test. quick, I'm like, Jungle Boy? Oh. <laughs> but, and speaking of that, where the hell have they disappeared off to? Um, I know they've been on... They're on the, on the, uh, on the YouTube shows? Dark yeah. and, and Evolute? Oh, okay. Gotta, All right. Gotta, you got to remember, they have one TV, you know, one two-hour <clears throat> TV show. They do sure. have a lot of talent. Yeah, um, they need to cycle them through. No, I mean, I get it. It's just, I don't know. Well, we'll and still also me... Yeah, that's true. Also, and it kind of makes you think about it because we, before we jumped to the main event, um, Miro came out. Uh, he's got a, a match next week against Dante Martin and then the pay-per-view match if he wins on Friday, which we all think, we all know he's got against um, Murderhawk come double or nothing. So that's going to be a fantastic match. But it makes you wonder, what's going to happen to the TNT Championship come next year? Is that going to be a Rampage-only show? Is it going to – or a Rampage-only title? Is it just going to be TNT title regardless of where it goes? And Oh, that's what I read. I read that the, night, the title isn't changing the name. Okay. All right. I didn't see that. That's why I was, I was kind of curious about that. Um, but that's good. All right. That, I like that then. So it still has their secondary title name. Miro versus Lance Archer has golden era wrestling feel to it. Ooh. Like, I'm like, like Miro versus Lance. I'm like sitting there. I'm like, this is like Hogan taking on Macho Man or like Piper taking on Jake Roberts or it just, it feels big. It's funny how, um, Obviously, you mentioned Jake Roberts because he's, he's the yeah. one who brought in uh, Lance. And the fact that Miro basically told Jake that if you come too close to me, I'm pretty much going to kill you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love how Jake is just laughing the whole time, trying to hold back Lance. It's just, he must be loving it, doing all this stuff still. And I love the. Um, the line that Miro used, like, there, well, there's not going to be enough yoga to save your life. And I'm like, whoo! <laughs> the fire. Uh, I, I honestly think this was probably the best promo work 
that Miro has done, especially in AEW, this may even be better than some of the most of the stuff he's done as Rusev. So, I also like the throwback to Rusev Day. I was like, I see you, Lance. I see you. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, that was. That was that... good. That whole segment was just fun. Fun to watch. It really hypes up the match. And I think those two could really produce some magic in the ring together. So that's probably one of my one of my most anticipated matches to watch oh. come come the pay per view. Hands down. Hands down. Well, we will talk a little bit more after this. But impact. Talk about shockers. We're going to go through this one really quick. Um, under Siege, uh, just a couple of mentions. Uh, Moose became number one contender. Um, Rachel Elring and Jordan Grace lost the titles back to Fire and Flavor. And then this week... Oh, we're going to get right into it because that was the even bigger shocker. So first off, we had Rahit Raju taking on Jake something where... Or I believe something defeated nope. Raju. Nope, uh, Raju. Raju. Yeah, yeah, okay. because Shara held down Jake something's foot. Right, that's right. So, and then Jake lost his fucking mind and put Shara yeah. through a table. And yep, I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, following that, we had Tennille Dashwood taking on Kira Hogan with Tennille getting the win, and then you know the rest of her uh, crew coming out. Um, to attack Tennille. Uh, we had Taylor Wilde come out, Decay come out. Yeah. Africans well. Yeah, so, yeah. It's, uh, Deanna's, Deanna's is, she's got, she's got a lot of contenders. She does. Title, so. Uh, following that, we had VSK taking on PD Williams. With PD Williams getting the W, um, this is like one of my first times to really get used, you know, get get known to him because I know he, I know he used to be a bigger thing, but I enjoyed watching him in the ring. Um, and VSK doesn't look bad either. Yeah, VSK, he's he's paying his dues right now. He's he's getting, you know, the those higher quality matches against seasoned veterans, and he's doing well. But obviously, at this point, he's not going to win. And yeah, it's really nice to see Petey Williams back at Impact. Um, God, the man's been there, for, I think, since day one. I know he left for a while, and now he's back again. And so I, I'm glad that you're actually being able to see Petey Williams. Obviously not in his prime, but still wrestling at a high capacity. Uh, uh, give or take on that, we had Moose come out. And cut his promo. Oh. Man, you want to talk about hype? I Ooh. was so hyped for this. You know, Kenny and Don Callis come out, start taking shots at him. Don is going after him, you know, going after him, his football career. Kenny Omega, quote, Spider Man. <laughs> which was quite for that one. Yeah. Um, and then they get into a brawl. Good Brothers come out. And then Sammy Callahan comes out. Because Sammy wants his hands on the belt as well. Yep. 
which I want Moose to get the belt back. But I also oh, want to see Sammy and Omega. So... You know what's kind of funny? What? I was thinking about this. Kenny has three belts, technically four. Within a span of a couple months, he could have none. He could. He, could lose, he could lose AAA to Andrade, which I think he's going to do. He could lose the Impact titles to Moose, which I think he's going to do. And then he may not lose, you know, a double or nothing, but he could also lose a double or nothing, and then he has nothing. I almost In the span feel, of two months. <laughs> I almost feel like, well, this is. Let me let me throw something out there. The AW title he's either going to lose first to kick off his loss of all of his belts, or he's going to lose that one last. I don't think. He's, He's going to lose that one at random. Right. Yeah, it'll be at a pay-per-view, definitely. But I think... Oh, God. I don't know. By all out, he'll lose, he will lose that belt. Yes. I agree with you. Um, but I do want to see some of these other matchups before he drops it. Right. Um, we have Yojima, by the way, coming next week from New Japan. Yes. That they showed. That was pretty big. Yeah, it was a huge uh, announcement. Um, and you talk about, uh, if we can take a step back again, talk about Omega, um, just for another moment, so I just thought of this now. Moose's contract with Impact Wrestling is expiring next month. So you think and, what I'm thinking? And he hasn't signed yet. It hasn't resigned. So in theory, he could lose. And then he's a free agent. And then he has to go and take care of some unfinished business elsewhere? Possibly. <sighs> Getting hot and bothered, Scott. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to see what happens there. But surprisingly enough, we had a, a couple of surprises towards the end of the show. Um, well, at, at, towards the beginning, you know, when they were talking to Jordan and Rachel, um, Jordan talked to Scott and said that they were both wrestling each other. Um, Rachel's face, that react, that her reaction to that statement, she's like, "What?" <laughs> Great match between both women. Rachel Elring getting the pin. Jordan being, you know, the friend, and she walked off. She had like a sour taste in her mouth. So I'm wondering mm -hmm. if we're about to see a reinvention of Jordan Grace. Maybe. There's just something weird about the way it ended. Not in a bad weird, but it was almost like a character change. Yeah. Um, following that, we had the Impact World Tag Team Championship match. Um, Ace Dawson, Madman Fulton taking on Finn Juice. Good match. Um, Finn Juice won... Until, yeah, Violent by Design came out with their, uh, I forgot even what that trophy was. Yeah, it was the trophy way back when, when Heath Slater made his appearance. There was, oh, was it a gauntlet match? 
and that if either Rhino or Heath won, they'd keep their jobs. The call and the, the winner would get a title shot of their choosing. Call your shot trophy. That's what it was. Okay, that's ringing a bell. And when that happened, I was like, "You want to talk about surprises?" Yeah, this was this was pretty good. Like, I was kind of in like a a malaise, like meh kind of day. And then as soon as this happened, I was like, "Oh shit, let's go!" <laughs> big, big. I thought this was this was this was done well. This is how you surprise people. Yes, it's how you do and, it. Yep, and it's nice because now Finjus can go back to Japan and they can do their thing over there. Yeah. Impact World Tag Championships back with the back with the company because, as we all know, the tag team titles aren't for you. <laughs> No, they aren't. But it was cool to see <laughs> Finjuice. They belong to us. They belong to us. <laughs> Just like Bedlam. Bedlam well, by design. Folks, <laughs> we're glad to be back. But also, next week, Memorial Day weekend. Mm. Scott, we got to go home show to record. We do. We'll do our, our normal Thursday show, which will cover um, everything by AEW. Yep, because because for those because, of you who because, don't know. Because, because. Thank you. I, I was so glad that you caught that <laughs> reference. Thank you. Um, <sighs> um, AEW Dynamite will be on Friday next week. Um, I believe it's because of the NBA playoffs, maybe. Not exactly. I don't remember exactly why they moved it to Friday, but they had like a whole like fan weekend thing, which I think is really cool. They're doing obviously dynamite on Friday at 10 p.m., so it's gonna be a late night. Um, right after SmackDown, so that was smart on their part not to go head to head with SmackDown. Um, and then they have this fan fest on Saturday, and the weekend culminates with Double or Nothing. And then, thankfully, everybody has Monday off. Hooray. So we can all recover. A long weekend of wrestling. Yep, we do. Double Nothing is coming up. Can you believe we're, do- we're doing the third Double or Nothing? Blows my mind. I love it. Love it's it. insane. Maybe in seven years we can say we're doing the tenth one. Not get ahead of myself. Oh, but maybe in seven able- years we'll have like backstage press passes. So we could do it live. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty From cool. The show. <laughs> Sorry, we're uh, we're uh, we're dreaming right now. We're fantasy booking right now. God damn it! Yeah, we are. <laughs> so, thank you guys for listening. If you don't already do so, please follow us on Twitter at media underscore bedlam. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at bedlam media. Uh, you can find myself as the SLB official and Scott as Scotty J Stream. Uh, we are on all streaming platforms. If there's a streaming platform you cannot find us on, though, please let us know. We'll get ourselves on there. On your streaming platform, please remember to like, share, subscribe, comment, leave a review. Tell people why Above the Ring and Bedlam Media is the podcast you choose to listen to and why they decide that they should listen to it as well. This has been Above the Ring. Guys, we're almost at double or nothing again. Thank you for listening. And do not forget to join the Bedlam.
Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.